Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code GET100. That's code GET100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome to the third episode of the Meet the Mancunian podcast season two. The Meet the Mancunian podcast takes you on a weekly journey around the local community in Manchester. Season 2 has an interesting lineup of inspiring guests making a social or community impact in the city. Presented by Deepa Thomas Sutcliffe, newbie Mancunian. Tune in every Tuesday for your weekly dose of inspiration. Looking to make a difference by using your life experiences for good? We hear from Tony Nugent, a local business owner and volunteer. I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Tony Nugent a local business owner and a volunteer coach to job seekers. Thank you, Tony, for joining me today. Okay, it's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Very excited to have you on Meet the Mancunian today. So, Tony, tell us how you found your passion for volunteering. Um, I thought about this over a number of years. Um, I was always full-time running a business and... And when I started the business, I didn't realize that a lot of people volunteered their time to help me. I think when you start a business, you can do it um, on your own without help. And I soon realized that, you no, know, you need a lot of support from people you know, suppliers, customers, etc. And as I've become less involved in my business, I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. I thought about helping other people. I love people to be successful. Um, I'm relatively successful. I'll never be a multimillionaire like Branson or Steve Jobs, but um, I've had a comfortable living and I want to volunteer to help people. Um, so that's my passion. Thank you so much, Tony. That is such an amazing uh, inspiration. Can you tell listeners about your current volunteering commitments, please? Well, yes, uh, up to recently, um, I've been helping with uh, JobNet, Job Seekers course. Um, people who have been made redundant professionals who have been employed in their jobs for many years and have been put on the jobs market due to redundancy or COVID um, or have decided they want to change in their career. Um, and this organisation, JobNet, is exactly the right thing for them. So I volunteered as a mentor stroke coach to tell them a little bit about my story. I also helped at my old school in Middleton, where I was in the 1960s and 70s. That's giving away my age, of course, um, to help uh, young people look at the world of work. Um, it's a mystery to people at school, totally. So I've been involved in helping the careers teacher. 
I've been helping with mock interviews um, with pupils and trying to give them some inspiration and not be frightened of the man with a suit and a tie uh, in a job um, and hopefully develop them to, to do that. I've also helped with a, a local sixth form in Rochdale and an apprenticeship scheme, Rochdale Training Association, with um, people who have left school on the apprenticeship scheme and want to know more about working with other people. That's amazing. It's quite a breadth. And I love the fact that you're going back to your old school to help as well. So it's a bit of pay it forward, isn't it? Yes, hopefully. So what inspired you to get involved? You talked a little bit about the fact that everybody helped you when you started your business, but are there other things that have helped you focus your energies about telling people about the world of work or telling students about the world of work? What inspired me was um, originally because people had helped me and um, they inspired me. Um, I have I've been accused of a lot of tenacity and resilience and sticking at things. Um, and there's a stubborn streak in, in me as well, awkwardness, which can work for you or work against you. And I want to give that inspiration of those different feelings to other people to be successful in what they do and how they do it and enjoy what they do. So I've inspired myself, if that doesn't sound too arrogant, to be able to help people to be inspired. That, that is amazing. And I've been fortunate enough to be part of uh, the team that you mentored at Job Care. Well, I, I, ho I hope I've helped you along your way, Deepa. Definitely, definitely. I would say that I have a big thank you to Job Care there. So tell us a little bit about who you specifically help and support. So, you know, uh, you've talked about a lot, lot of different volunteer commitments, but what's it, what's, what, what would you say I, is who you're focusing on? Who are you trying to bring that resilience and tenacity and life experience to? I think it's mainly young people who I remember being a teenager and at 16, I thought I knew everything about the world and couldn't be told anything at all until I met people um, that older than me and I grew to respect them for what they tried to help me do. Um, so it's mainly young people teenagers into the 20s, people who have not had a, a fair crack of the whip at school and were not given the confidence. So building confidence up, working with people, alliances, um, and put people in touch with each other. Um, very old-fashioned work called networking. People think it's a dark art, and it's not. It's the art of talking to people, listening, um, and helping each other. So with JobNet, it's a, a, an older generation. Um, dare I say that? Because people have been in jobs for many years and I want to help them get back on track again. It's almost like a midlife crisis uh, in a way. I didn't start my own business until I was 42. It took me a long time to realize that I could do it and have the confidence to carry it out. And that business went on for 25 years. Um, so I want to help people like I was become better than me. I love it. So what impact would you say you've made over these years, Tony? I think you'd have to ask the people who I've helped 
um, impact. Um, I was talking to someone, a very simple sentence last week, and uh, she said to me, I just remember a couple of things, but one of the things was that I began to remember people's names because you said to me, um, and it impacted on me, the sweetest sound that someone can hear is the sound of their own name. Um, I have a pet hate of people calling me pal or mate or sir because they don't want to get to know me or they are too shy to ask. So the impact of little things, marginal things, grow. Um, I call it the slight edge, and I'm pinching that from a book that I read. It's the small things that build up that give you the edge. You start slightly and it becomes more of an impact. So I think that's the impact that I want to give to people. Don't try and climb all the stairs at once. Take one step at a time and uh, you'll find the impact will work. Love this concept of the slight edge. It sounds very, uh, you know, very relatable. It's like little steps. Um, it, it, it is. I, I remember when I started my business, a good friend of mine, he'd been in business for a while. And I used to, we used to have a, a meeting a few times and, and he said, don't try and grow 10% or 20% grow one or two percent and next year it'll be two or three percent then it'll be four or five percent and you'll gradually find that you've actually grown um, and not realized it that's amazing so tell us about how interested people can learn more how can they reach Ooh. out to you somewhere or uh, are you on any of the social media platforms or is there something you want to point them to I'm afraid I'm a bit of a dinosaur regarding IT and uh, social media. Um, I have one finger that works on the keyboard. I do say my brain is still quite sharp, but my fingers are not fast enough to keep up with my brain. So um, I am on LinkedIn um, and people can connect with me uh, on there, have a friendly conversation. I do say don't try to sell something to me. Uh, when you don't know me, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that up, and I don't expect if I went on LinkedIn and tried to sell me, uh, they would immediately take me up on it. But if people want to learn more, then by all means contact me. A conversation is always good. A little expression again: conversations build businesses and relationships. Love so it. Please, please contact me. So let's hope a lot of people have little conversations with you. Uh, and I hope I'm inviting my listeners to do that. Yes. Uh, tell me about what advice would you have for anybody looking to volunteer, let's say a local business owner in another part of the world, or even in the city of Manchester, who may want to consider volunteering? What's the best way for them to get started? I think you want to know that you're going to enjoy it. And I think you've got to be inspired by people. Um, one particular person who did inspire me is Diana Bowden, who I met on a Zoom networking call at the Chamber of Commerce in Manchester um, two years ago. And she just mentioned something about helping people get back into work. Little did I know that uh, she already had an organisation, but um, she introduced me to lots of people who were helping other people. And I said, I think I can do that. So if you think you can do something,
go out and look for something to do from there. Don't be a couch potato. It's not good for you anyway. Um, and they do say that the TV is the biggest income reducer um, rather than um, a guide, particularly with all the news that flashes out at you all the time. Uh, brainwashing, I call it sometimes. So what advice would I give? Get out there and speak to people. Go and have a word. Volunteer your time. If you've got a bit of money, fine. But your time is much more important to people than any money or contributions you can get. Because people will learn from you and you will learn from them. So that's my advice if you want to start a movement to help other people and be passionate about it. Thank you so much, Tony, for sharing that. And I should remind everybody that Diana was our first podcast guest on Meet the Man Union. So yeah. you, anybody interested to hear more about Diana can listen to the very first episode of Meet the Man Union. Ah, good reference. Thank you. So uh, this is a part where we go to our signature questions, which I ask all my guests. Okay. The first signature <clears throat> question is, what do you love the most about Manchester? I had to have a think about this. Um, I was born in South Manchester in Didsbury um, many years ago, but I was only 18 months when I moved to the north of Manchester, to Middleton. Um, and it's not the buildings, it's not the structure, it's the friendliness of the people um, on there. I, I just love meeting people from Manchester and other, on, and other people in the country. Don't get me wrong, I mean, I will, I will speak to everybody but it's just made to feel welcome. Um, and the Manchester people seem to do that in, 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 um, in many ways. That is very true. I've also seen that warm heart. Uh, what would you say is your, or where is your favorite place in Manchester? I call it the city center. I love the buzz of Manchester. I worked in Manchester briefly some years ago and I love getting on the train or on the bus, not particularly driving because the car parking is very expensive for one thing, but to go into Manchester, uh, have a wander around the city centre, meet people. It's, um, it's not a very big place, but it's very compact. And um, I just I get, I get a buzz out of going there. I, I feel very proud of it as well. Lovely. What would you say? is the most important life lesson you've learned? Again, thoughts on this. Um, a lot of people, when they see success, are envious of other people. Um, and in a way, I was when I was a lot younger. How have they got that? What sort of uh, life have they got? And I've learned to be not envious of other people's success. In fact, rejoice in it. Um, we in England are quite reserved and we see sometimes not the good side of people. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that if you make lots of money, then you are successful because I don't believe that. Um, I've known people who've been very, very unhappy um, personally and in business. We've got lots of money, um, but don't know what to do with it. So my, my, my uh, important life lesson would be don't be envious or jealous of other people's success. Rejoice in it. Surround yourself with people who are positive and um, you'll go a lot further 
than being uh, the other way around. I really enjoy that philosophy and I think I can resonate with that myself. Uh, you know, celebrating each other's success, building each other up together and working in collaboration almost is, is an amazing thing to do. Um, well, I actually, just, just to finish that, Deepa, sorry to interrupt, but I actually have a little um, sideline. I call myself the, the hula hoop man. And okay. it first started with um, strategic alliances, working with other people in similar industries, even competitors work with them, don't work against them. And the definition of a strategic alliance, I'll say it now, strategic alliance is it's not a takeover merger or a buyout. It's working with people in the areas that are common to, to you. And if you can do lots of those, you can actually work better together and make it very, very successful. Very interesting. So why is the hula hoop man, please tell us the story? Can you tell us a few stories, Tony? You, you missed no, out on your stories. I'm going to give you a chance at the end to tell us well, well, many, one good story. Many, many years ago, my, uh, my daughter did um, summer school sports for young kids. And there was a set of hula hoops, not the ones you eat, the ones that you're supposed to spin in. Um, and they were in the shed and I was going to throw them out. And I relate a hula hoop as a circle that you are in, in your life. Or your business. If you can join these hula hoops together and overlap, think of the Olympic uh, rings, um, the symbol there, there's five rings and there's an overlap in all of them. They're all different sports, they're all different countries, but together they bring together the greatest event. Um, it's just been in, in Beijing, the Winter Olympics, hasn't it? So that overlap of the rings can help build a business, build relationships, so the hula hoops is a, is a physical um, image of it, rather than me just talking about things. And then I introduce people into their hula hoops. And you hear the expression comfort zones, yes. where people are in their comfort zone. So this is like a little circle. You can make it bigger by working with other people. And I change the expression about coming out of your comfort zone. I, I say, let's move into an adventure zone. So jump into another hula hoop, have an adventure. It's not going to kill you unless it's a silly adventure. It's not going to do you any harm, but it will expand your hula hoop and make it bigger. So you've got a little pool, you've got a lake, you've got a sea. And it depends what size hula hoop you want to make of yourself, your business, your friendships, and, and everything about you. So that's why I call myself the hula hoop man. Totally love that. And, uh, you know, they, it couldn't have been an interview with you, Tony, without a good story. So I, I'm hoping you'll give us at least one more towards the end. Okay. So my next question to you would be, if somebody wrote a book on your life, what would they call it? Oh, uh, he, he doesn't know what he's doing, but um, <laughs> I learned eventually. I think... A lot of pressure is put on young people. Um, and I would like to write a book about don't feel pressured, work with people, grow, mature, and hopefully if you get a career or a job that you enjoy, that's the perfect, the perfect uh, circle for you. Um, work with people. What would I title it? Um, 
A Little Inspiration. Do You Need a Little Inspiration? By Tony Nugent. I like it. This would have been somebody else writing a book on your life, but you could suggest this as a title for them as well. Perhaps, yes. Yeah. I, I like it very much. Uh, that little inspiration goes with that slight edge that you talked about earlier on. So yes, very, yes. very nice. Oh, so that is actually the end of the podcast. But before that, I want to give you a chance to talk about anything that I haven't asked you before we finish. I've got a little story, which um, when, before networking was even thought of, um, I used to have to knock on industrial estate doors and uh, my business was leasing vehicles. Now, I'm not a car salesperson. I've never sold a car in my life, but I put two things together and I can add up and I like cars when I was younger. And I met a chap who was in vehicle finance and he gave me a job. But I had to go around industrial estates and find business, new business. So this young man was walking around a particular industrial estate in Manchester and getting no, not interested, uh, can't tell you this, who can I speak to? We're not allowed to say. But one day... I knocked on a door and the man opened the door and he said, yes, son, what would you like? He said, well, I've just come to chat to you about uh, leasing a vehicle. Oh, okay. Uh, would you like to come in? Look of shock on my face. And I went into reception. Uh, he said, would you like a cup of tea? I said, yes. He said, well, sit there. I'll be back in a minute. Um, and he came back, gave me a cup of tea and a biscuit. And he turned around and he said to me, well, what would you like to talk about? And I said, I really don't know. I've never got this far before. <laughs> like that's, that. a true, that's, a, that's a true story. So I, was absolute, I was absolutely gobsmacked. But <laughs> I, made a, I made a great customer of him because I was honest with him. He was honest with me. And uh, we kept that relationship for a number of years. That so is, that, a, is, that, is that a nice story for you? That's a very nice story for me. I like it. And sometimes this is what it is, right? It's authenticity and it's being coming down to those simple human truths, as we say, the ba keep it, you know, the brilliant basics. And that's that's what yeah. it's all about. Yes, okay. Oh. Wow, Tony, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for talking to me and my listeners. I really enjoyed our conversation. And I hope many people reach out to you on LinkedIn and find out more about how they can learn from Tony. Thank you so much for talking to me and my listeners. It was fantastic to hear all your words of wisdom and the lovely stories that you shared with us. And I hope many people will reach out to you on LinkedIn and learn more about your philosophy. Okay. Well, if I can help someone, then I'd be very, very pleased. Um, if, you know, I, I love feedback like that. And if people are successful and even more successful than me, good luck to them. I wish them all the best for their future. Thank you again, Tony. Thank you all for listening from so many countries around the globe. I'm so glad to know you're finding some inspiration from the amazing Mancunian guests who we feature here. 
please do consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. I should also be grateful if you could share this podcast with a friend or a family member. Thank you so much.